Welcome to the chat room. I am your host, Connor Valentine. We'll be chatting it up shortly with Rob Benjamin, host of the Clovercrest Media Group podcast. I'll piss you off shortly. Rob recently got into BMX biking with his son, which is pretty cool. Well, not that I've been getting out much myself, you know. Nothing like relaxing on the couch after a long day of sitting on the couch. <laughs> I'm spending so much of my time on the couch. I actually finished Netflix today. I'm going to tell you a coronavirus joke now, but you'll have to wait seven to ten days to see if you get it. What's the best way to avoid touching your face? A glass of wine in each hand. I don't know about you, but my allergies are really kicking up. And it's been worse this year than in years past. Like we need another high pollen count during a global pandemic. Come on, allergy season, read the room. Day 200 in quarantine, and I was sitting on my couch, looking around my living room, bored as the day is long, and I looked over my dog and thought, I finally understand why you gnaw on my furniture. According to this new scientific study I read a couple of weeks ago, researchers discovered that having too much sex can cause severe memory loss. If you want to learn more about that study, it was in the New England Journal of Medicine, the September issue. I read it at 2.44 p.m. on Tuesday the 12th. <laughs> if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, then I guess my illegal logging business is a success. We have a great show for you, Rob Benjamin from the Combat Sports Podcast. I'll piss you off shortly. My guest, we'll be right back. No show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the chat room. I am your host, Connor Valentine, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking to Robert Benjamin. Rob Benjamin is one of the hosts of Divided We Stand, and he also runs his own podcast on the CMG network called I'll Piss You Off Shortly. Rob, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks. What's going on, Connor? How you doing? Just another day in paradise, you know, can't complain. But, you know, COVID's kind of making that a little hard. Every single day we keep living through it and it's a real pain in the neck. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where I'm just starting to get adjusted to it. Like at first I was kind of like, hey, it might be nice, you know, like what, the first quarter like shutdown. Like this might be cool, you know, something to get used to. But now I'm just like, all right, it'd be nice to, you know, at least be able to hug somebody once in a while and just get away without somebody looking at you weird. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a super advocate, uh, recreational medicinal user. And like, I'm sorry, I cough once in a while and everybody looks at me and pulls out the spray can. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would be nice to, you know, not have the aftertaste of Lysol once in a while, but hey, it is what it is. You're speaking my language, Rob, because I'm telling you, I am a huge extra. I want to be around people. I want to yep. be giving hugs to family. I want to give high fives to friends. And that never happens because you always have that one person that says, where's your mask? Which, yeah. Happened to me two days ago. Where's your mask? Well, you got to wear the mask. I do understand the mask. Mm -hmm. you, you should wear a mask. But if you're with a couple of friends and it's just a couple of you guys and I... I don't, I don't know, but that's just my opinion, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm in the same boat, you know, you know, I'm all about pleasing the masses, but at the same time, I'm a, I'm a veteran that's been blown up a couple of times. And once again, I partake. So it's just like, I forget shit. I, I, I forget stuff. I'm sorry. Oh, I yeah. forget stuff um, all the time. I'm looking for my wallet probably 18 hours out the day. So, well, you know what? We're going to do an unofficial kind of uh, promotion here right before we start getting into what you do. And it is this amazing little tool called Tile. Okay. Tile, I never lose anything anymore. My wallet, my keys, heck, even my own head if it wasn't attached because I have <laughs> Tile. Seriously, I've got Tile and it connects to your phone. 
And, you know, you go into the app and you press the thing you're missing and it makes a sound down here. Hmm. So I really don't lose my stuff anymore. And it's like, yes. Oh, I need to put that on like me and then my five-year-old. Not to say that I lose him all the time, but sometimes <laughs> that, you know, happens. I'm calling his name more than twice. I can just hit the button and, you know, there we go. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's so funny. That's awesome. I'm sorry if I offend any of your listeners. I have really bad sense of humor. No, that's okay. So... You know, what's nice about this show is that we have such a, a diverse group of, of guests that come on. Each of them are a little different in their own way, and they have different interests. So awesome. this is going to be a really fun interview. And I actually I do want to get into it because you are the host of Divided We Stand. Mm-hmm. And that is a, it's a political show, and that has Joe Aguirre – yourself and two others and you guys go into um pretty much anything on the political spectrum so tell us a little bit about your show all right cool so first and foremost i'm like that's not my show um and not to say but i'm like one of the just special guests i'll say i'm a special guest um victoria lang who runs that show she's amazing phenomenal um i love victoria she's like my little sister and then joe aguire and then also you have uh, mike Gotti Elsie. Um, and then when I first made my uh, special appearance, there was another uh person there. He's more, he's, he's I call him like Voldemort, like so we won't speak his name. But <laughs> if you and he and he was of the very opposed, like I'm not even gonna say opposing view, mm. he was of the a hole of you, the, the, yeah. the donkey view. So it was just like. I, I'm cool if you're of a certain viewpoint, but when you're just there to be an a hole. At that point, I'm just going to call you on your stuff and we'll go from there. But anyway, so their show, um, I became a good special guest. Uh, Joe Joe actually reached out to me. Um, there was a video that surfaced of me uh, at a protest uh, in Wellersfield. And actually, me and Joe, we had some personal connection before. But anyways, he, uh, he reached out to me. He said, hey, I saw your video. Would love to um you know just talk to you about it or whatever um at first i wasn't sure if i was interested in doing the podcast from because after that video i had about five to six people reach out to me um like hey i use great speech you know you should do a podcast do you want to be on our show do you want to be and me i'm like one the video should have never happened because i'm not the public person i'm very low-key and I tried to be in the, you know what I mean? Like I was only there for a certain reason, but anyways. Um, and also by the, by the way, if I get long winded, just say, Oh, you know what I mean? You can like cut me off. Uh, I'm a talker. I'm the person that you don't ask how your day's going. Cause I'm going to tell you. Cause you'll, we'll, like, we'll know every detail. Yeah. You will towards know. the bathroom. Yeah. I went and brushed my teeth. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I, I promise you because in life growing up in my 30 some years of living, I've gotten sick of just hearing people just say, oh, okay, cool. And I know that people's not listening. So I don't even ask you a lot of times because I, I I filter the bull BS, right? I filter the BS. So anyway, so if you ask me how my day is going, I'm going to tell you. Well, um, Rob, you know, it, it's we have you here for a reason. You know, you are you're a big personality on CMG, and you're you're also you're a very likable person. So if you weren't okay. very likable, then you wouldn't be here. So you know, <laughs> so the long tangents, you know, they're not as bad as I think you think they are. If it makes okay. you feel a little bit better. Good to know. Um, but I do want to actually, before you know, uh, we continue any further, there is a question I have for you about um, the riot or um, protests. There are a couple, mm-hmm. of couple riots, but uh, majority peaceful protests that happened during the summer mm-hmm. after the uh, the terrible tragedy that happened to George Floyd from uh, some a very very corrupt police officer. And what I want to ask you about is the media 
approached it two different ways. It mm-hmm. was approached as peaceful protests, and there were many peaceful protests. I would like to think uh, majority peaceful protests around the country. There were also some not peaceful protests that happened, but I want to know what your opinions are about uh, what took place this summer and you took part. I want to know. So, um, let, let's, let's, this is, let's bring this in a little bit. Um, first and foremost, um, I was super pro protests, right? And we'll use, cause there was a lot of rioting slash protests. Um, let's see here. We'll start with the protest. I think every protest is a good protest, no matter what side you're on. Um, I'm all for the protest. Um, I feel like protests are good because even then, at least you get a, a voice. You know what I'm saying? You get to hear a voice. And I feel like a lot of the times the people that have the microphones are not the person I actually speak to. This is the person that's just around that might be like engaging on the sideline. That's the person I want to speak to. I want to speak to the person that's kind of quiet, you know, like because they're there for a reason and they're quiet for a reason. They're processing something, right? They're not just out there speaking. They're not just out there wanting to speak and wanting to, you know what I'm saying, wanting to be heard. Just like me, like that that video or the, the picture that was just up there, like I, I didn't want to be heard, but at the same time being one of the few black people out there that was, um, that was at a mature age, like when all eyes are on you, you have to, you have to take a stand, right? Like who, who am I as a 30 something year old black man to be quiet when a bunch of white people are looking at you to speak at a, you know what I mean? At a protest during this, during this event. Right. So anyways, um, outside of me, um, I'm all for the protest. I'm all for even some of the angry because it's, it's an outlet as a young black man, as a black man growing up, just, you know what I mean? As a person of color growing up, <laughs> to me in my eyes it's like y'all are lucky this is it like and it's to a certain extent like especially off initial push because we've been this is stuff that we should not have to even protest why are we still pro having to protest just basic human rights you know what i'm saying at a, at a certain at a certain time right um so it's just like part of it is ignorant i will say a lot of some of the rioting is ignorant because it does nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's coming off. You know what I'm saying? It, it, as you, it, when you step into my world and you step up in the culture, you know, you're coming off on the plug. You, you're just trying to, you know what I mean? Score lick, whatever the case may be. And even in the sense like that, who cares? Insurance is going to cover it. You're going to get your money back for the big corporations, for the mom and pop stores. There needs to be a lot more small businesses. There needs to be a lot more accountability. Right. Um, and this is just me kind of, you know, directing, you know what I mean? So if, if you want to like kind of dig into like a different, you know what I mean? Into a certain thing that I say, please, you know what I mean? Please interrupt and we can kind of like go towards, you know what I mean? Deeper into a certain direction. Well, the reason um, I'm not interrupting necessarily is because you're bringing up really good points. Mm-hmm. My favorite point that you just brought up is basic <clears throat> human rights. You say basic human rights. And that is always something I have found to be really appalling that we've taken all this time to just address uh, you know the 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 basic rights of a of a a people it's it's kind of gross that it's taking this long and that you're bringing this up you've had your experiences so Mm. i want to just listen to you and and know what's going on and 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 something because i'm not really educated in this really any of the stuff that's happening i want to know it's interesting Cool, cool. Yeah, let's talk about it. So, yeah. um, we'll go from 
we'll go two experiences, right? Because I I could sit here and speak a book because I'm not writing a book. I, I haven't even written this bomb ass script I have um, about <laughs> going back to slavery with like firearms. And yeah, <laughs> have you ever heard of White stuff. Man's Burden? Sydney I have heard of Yes, I have. Okay, so like kind of the newer, since everybody's like reinventing like older movies, I have kind of my flip to White Man's Burden. But anyways, right. we, we could talk about that later. But anyways, back to um, my story. So we'll start with one of my first um, uh, stories when I was younger. Uh, for I'm not going to say a first encounter, but one of my ones that I remember solely. Um, I grew up raised by my aunt, who's a college professor, um, a liberal arts college um, in the state of Connecticut, right? Um, PhD, um, phenomenal black woman. Um, so as she's, you know, single, single, single parent raising, you know, her nephew who I consider my, you know, she considers me her son. I consider her my aunt. Right. So growing up when I was younger, probably elementary uh, age, um, there was a playground, a little playscape. Right. Um, and a lot of the kids, cause there was a daycare, they would play there. So when I would come out of school, um, I would go to her office, play on the playscape, blah, 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 blah. So, um, there were a couple kids that had came around. I don't know. Remember where it was a boy and a girl. Um, and we were all playing. They were white, uh, white, uh, white brother and sister, I believe. Um, cool. Everything was good. Everything was good. We was playing the playscape. Um, then the mom came around. The daughter goes to the mom, and I remember this specifically because at the end of the playscape, there was, like, the old wooden cone. I don't know how old you are, but, like, when I grew up, we had wooden structures, like wooden playscapes, like super wooden splinter-given pieces, yeah. right? I'm, so, I'm 21, so I had a couple of – we've had a couple of those. Okay, right better. There. So I, I, I know a lot of the environmentalists who I'm not, you know, shaming, but, you know, they've they've made us, you know, lose a lot of the splinters in our in life learning lessons. So yeah. I feel sorry for, you know, certain age groups. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, so at the cone, she runs, she jumps to the mom, and the mom grabs her and goes, I can't, I can't remember the boy's name, but it was with a J. Come here now. What did I tell you about playing with black kids? So I'm in elementary school. I'm like, what? What do you mean? I, and, and by the way, I, I born and raised in Detroit. So now I've, I've transferred, you know, came over from Detroit, you know, predominantly black area. We had a couple white people there because um, they're the, the hood. The hood knows no color. And let me for a lot of people. And I, and I say that because there's a lot of conservatives that I say have black fear um, or I'm, I'm sorry, that have white fear. And that's just scared of black. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to say that a lot of it's racism. A lot of it is just cultural ignorance. So I put them in that kind of category, right? right. Um, but putting those people in that category, like I, in the hood, there's white people, there's black people, there's people of all colors. So me coming from a certain area, right, to now Connecticut, I'm thinking it's all peace. We've all been playing around. So I take it to heart. I run inside. Um, I see my aunt and I tell her and she's like, what do you mean? Of course, by the time she comes out, the parents are gone. The kids are gone right They're in their car. They're gone. So I was like tearing, like crying because I'm like, oh, I, I was just having fun. And then just to hear like, what did I tell you about playing with black kids? All right. So cool. Um, so now my next, ex well, not my next experience, but the other one I'll share with you is fairly recently. Um, well, not fairly recently. I got my 2015, 2015 at the time I had a 2013 Camaro, pretty much brand new. Um, I bought it in 2013. It was brand new. Um, vanity plates, Georgia plates. I was stationed down Fort Stewart, Georgia. Military man, work hard for my money, right? So right. I come up 
uh, drive my car from Georgia to Connecticut like I did frequently, you know, quite often. Um, so I'm in Connecticut. I like going over to the um, Barcampstead Reservoir or the reservoir up that way, right? So Red Camaro driving up that way, not even speeding, just because I know that area. And growing up black, being in that area, you pass like that Avon line, you, you, you slow down, you turn your music down because who wants to be pulled over black in that area, right? So anyways, knowing the things that I know, I'm driving and I don't I, I know that the, at the reservoir, there is no parking as much as I want to be able to, you know, like the guys with the Maseratis. And I've seen the guys with the Bentleys and, you know, stop their car, stop traffic, take their pictures, put it on their MySpace page at the time where Facebook yeah. in. like <laughs> I, know I know as a black man, I can't do that. Right. So what I do, the parking lot was empty. Right. I, I took up a couple spaces. Nobody was there. Hopped out, snapped my picture, got in, stick shift, not even sped off. So I'm going. He's the cop. Literally, I saw the cop. He was on the opposite side. He let me take my picture as I was going up. I can't remember which direction it is or what, but the side where you're not crossing back over the bridge, if anybody's been over that way, but the side where you're going up that big ass hill. He let me. He flipped his lights on at like midway. Now, I'm in a stick shift Camaro. Anybody that knows about a stick shift, I'm not trying to stop mid-fucking incline, right? So I go all the way up. I go up. I go up literally three-quarters of the way up. He's on his big speaker. If you don't pull over right now, I'll ram you. Are you serious? That's not okay. For what? So... Hey, so stop the car. I get to the top. Stop. You know. Why are you running? Why are you evading? What, like, evading? You let me start going up the hill to pull me over instead of what could you be possibly pulling me over for? Well, I want to let you know. You did it. You were in violation. That picture you took down there, that was the, I'm like, are you serious? The hypocrisy. You see, you see other people doing that, and it, it, you know, and they make the assumption because you're African American that it's something else. I that's that's very uh, that's a very alarming thing. So he goes, I need to see your license, registration, insurance, and rental agreement. I said, what? My well, rental agreement? I don't think anybody carry. I know. I know people carry their uh, their license and registration with them. Does anybody carry their rental agreement? I, I know. Whenever I rent a car, I do. I carry my rental agreement just because if I'm if I get pulled over, right. I I like to have all my paperwork. And that's crazy, right? So now you're that shows me you're like, hey, who carries that around? Who cares? And, that, yeah. and that's one of those things where you would where you think like, yeah, who carries that around? But in my mind, I'm like, this is my car. I own this vehicle. Right. Not to say, well, I didn't, you know, technically own it, but guess what? I put majority, 50% down payment on that thing. So it was almost mine. So, you know what I'm saying? I have my paperwork. So he said, well, this has Georgia plates. I said, well, if you were smart, and I did say this to him. I said, if you were smart, you would look at my name, my license, and my vanity plate, and you would put the two and two together. And you would realize that there's no rental. This is my car. So he is. So the officer assumed that you were renting. I was renting. 
And I said, yes, this black man owns this Camaro. He said, huh, surprising. And little, just like that, and ran my stuff. So, once again, I'm glad I grew up in the... <laughs> you look so shocked. And this I, I, is I am shocked. I'm very shocked. Mike, now, um, this, was, this wasn't recent, correct? This was... This, this was two. I got my 2015. 2015. This is at the time where they're supposed to be wearing the body cameras, correct? Uh, no body camera. Okay, so no, oh, well, that explains a lot because no I'm because I'm telling you, if he had a body camera on, no, 2015, yeah, no body camera. Then they would have been able to catch that what he said. That is no very camera. inappropriate. They're supposed so, to be serving the people. I, I so I don't know. That's so, inappropriate. And, and, and you know, um. I'm like, and I, and I, and, and in all fairness, yep. I might, the, the spice to it, he was very monotone. So I'm, you know what I mean? Like the little spice that I put, he was very monotone. But other than that, that was that, right? right. So I'm like, cool. I get, I, I, I dial my phone, talk, talk to my mom. And I said, Hey, I'm, I'm pulled over. She's like, my mom's tripping. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. So he comes over, slow down delete your picture i said you're really making me delete my picture i said you know what here delete because i knew i can go back you know what i'm saying like i i know it's not gonna i can go back delete whatever cool you are not allowed to do that next time i'm gonna write you a ticket da, 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 da. you're not da. at that point i'm zoned out can i go Yes, you can go. And I literally crept out of there until I got the road. And literally, that was this. It took me like 45 minutes just to get out from there to Avon, out of like Avon, because I went the slowest. I was on a Camaro, V6 Camaro, not saying it was fast, but that that's two of the situations, you know. And even me, what do I look like? Let's 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 flip the let's flip the roles, right? What do you feel like you going to? one of the urban areas in Connecticut and say, say one of the, say one of the street boys just kind of pressed you and was like, let me see your ID. Are you really about to go to the, how are you going to look going to the police, police officers telling on them? You, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're going to like, it's, so it's, that's, and that's how I felt. Like, what, what do I look like going over there saying, Hey, he harassed me and made like, after so many, especially when you've seen so many and you've experienced so many things like this. So you just, you got to take those L's and all because what I'm doing, what kind of car I am, because I'm black. That's, I'm sorry you've had to go through that experience. That is, that no one should have to go through that. And the fact that it happens to more people than, I don't even, I, it's very difficult for me to find words to say at the moment. It, it's it's sad that it happens to more people than, and a lot of the time, I don't know how much of, of these incidents aren't getting recorded, but I'm sure more than we realize. And it's very, it's very sad that it's happening so much in this country. You know, and that, and that's the thing, like, and a lot of people will be like, well, you know, if, if you just, you know, shut up and comply, or if you'll just, you know, be quiet. And it's just like, no, it's not, it, it goes beyond that. You know what I'm saying? And And that's where a lot of my, problems go with a lot of this is and if there's a video if you ever find the video you you hear me say a lot of it is just people listening i don't expect i i don't know where i i don't know where i stand if, if we were to say there's red and blue party i'm purple as hell like deep deep purple deep purple like not to say like because of red or whatever i can't yeah. say which one's gonna make me but i'm deep purple because i know that all that stuff is bs in my eyes 
I love I love my Second Amendment rights. I love I believe that yes, there's certain uh medicinal plants that should not have a, a federal hold to them um but then at the same time like i do feel like everybody should live a standard equal life i do believe that some way somehow i don't care how much money you make you can't take that ish with you there's nothing you know what i'm saying so like yes it i don't care how much billions you help bring to um the world and to the nation and stuff like that but you still gotta you you still gotta contribute if I you in your own I, th I think what you're saying now i think we we look at uh we watch the news we watch the talk show hosts we watch a variety of different programs and it almost alienates the independent we see this this uh you know rivalry between right and left mm -hmm. red blue and i think to a certain extent that that is part of the problem that that you know, and I also think you know uh, a lot of it's social media. I think that that's really amplified things as well. But that's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, what you just said there, Rob, I really think that that's how the vast majority of Americans who don't participate in polls, just regular people like you and me, I think that's how the most of us feel. We're mm -hmm. right in the middle. There's not really one party or one um, kind of a political mindset that you have that holds all of the things you believe in. I think this is a problem for everyone, and it's not uh, a left or right problem. And it's it's, it's uh, we we make it you know. Specific. So think about it this way, right? right? So you have the Republican Party, Democratic Party, in which, of course, now in the history books, you're going to see it flip. I'm sure of it. I, I I'm pretty sure. I put my money on. I'm a betting man. Sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to switch from the. Democratic Party and Republican Party to the Liberal Party and the Conservative Party. But now think about who's the true independent. That's us. That Everybody us. that falls, that's not you're that independent. So who's going to fight for those true independents? And I think now after this, we, we've completely we've had a chance to let the celebrity run the country and we've seen what happens with that good or bad it just blows it's blown our country to it's blown into whatever right and that's i i'm just saying you know what i mean and not to say good or bad it's just divided our country right so now we have to find that balance i don't know if you're 22 and i know that they're not to say by age thing i don't try and age anybody but i understand at the same time i'm i was 22 at some point and i missed a lot of opportunities so i'm about to make reference so do you do you play in the market a little bit i've never really been good at it i tried it a couple of times but i kind of was quick to get okay. out because i didn't know enough Cool, but you have you have a good understanding, right? So you yeah. we'll look at Tesla right now, right? right? Tesla, prime example. Tesla's overhyped. We're gonna equate that just to the presidency, right? Or even just the whole past two years of this whole the election, right? Because it's about two years, true election kind of buildup of even this presidency, right? So our American stock has blown through its way. It's it's way beyond this Bellinger band, right? That has to come back down we have to balance ourselves back out and either we're going to balance ourselves back out in a good way or and even ourselves so it might be a quick drop but we're going to even or we're going to drop and sink before we can even have a true rebound okay i don't want to make you know what i'm saying and, and i i want to keep this just kind of like instead of more political just kind of general base right but 
informative. One way, well, yeah, more informative. So one way, we're gonna go down dramatic, dra drastically, and we might have a little kind of a little kind of dip and come down. Another way, we're gonna have a serious dip, and then we're gonna come back and balance back out. So it's just how do we want to play it? And right. I think now bringing it back to the independence, we have that control over how, you know what I'm saying? How bad are we going to fall or how, you know what I'm saying? And then I think that's going to, when, when we come back to that rebound, it's going to blossom a whole new, a whole new kind of way of how we, either way it goes, it's going to blossom a whole new way of life. Now, between the individual experiences you've had in your own life mm -hmm. and the ideas that you're bringing up now, are these are these uh, topics and conversations that you have on your own podcast? I'll piss you off shortly. Uh, I would let, let me let me give you a thought out answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to give you. Um, I would say yes for the most part. Um, I try and bring up these conversations. I don't think I've gone this in depth. Well, I I, I can't say that. I've gone this in depth with things, um, but I, I really like the way um, you're questioning things. So it, it makes me really kind of dig deeper, right? Well, thank you. And, and I feel like every every opportunity, no matter what, is a lesson learned for both parties, right? Um, so it's just like I, I, I try to express that, um, mm -hmm. and that was the whole purpose of my podcast. I'll pitch you off shortly. And when I veered off from – because I, I tend to be a little bit aggressive, I don't I don't want to say aggressive, but I'm very straightforward. I'm very blunt. I'm very honest. I'm to the point. I'm very direct. Um, but I'm very like to me, it might seem rah-rah to a lot of people, but that's just my normal self. I'm I'm you know what I'm saying? But anyway, so like I brought I went to from I transitioned from Divided with Stan to my podcast to build that platform to be able to just have that discussion. If somebody wants to say, hey, I've seen you on Facebook. I want to come on. Cool. Come on. Let's talk about it. Let's have a grown-up discussion. But a lot of people, I find, even when I was on Divided We Stand, Voldemort, he couldn't, he couldn't take being called what it was. And it wasn't I called, let's face, let's face it, I called him a bigot. Gave him the definition, gave him the reason why, because I truly believe I watched that episode. I watched so, the full uh <laughs> the full length of everything. I really so, did. I watched it. It was so I, I, and, and I explained him why, and it's not, and I, I'm a firm believer. Like if you call it, we'll, we'll go to the extreme, right? We'll go to the stream. Cause I, I like, I like going there. Right. If you call me, if you were like, you know, what, Rob, you N word me, I would be like, why? I would be like, why? And you would be like, well, uh, I'm like, no, why, 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 why am that? What makes me that? And I love doing that because Instead of letting that affect me, I have now broken you emotionally because I one I didn't let it affect me, and, I, and it took me a while to learn that. But once I learned that trick, imagine imagine somebody imagine standing there right mm -hmm. and not saying you, but you we're standing there we're talking, and somebody's like Rob, you hard hard er hard er, Ooh, and I was like uh, I was like okay, yeah. why why does that make me that? Well, because well why. Have you ever sat there and asked somebody why a bunch of times? Yep. And they can't answer. I got no answer. No answer at and all. They, and, they, and so and 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 I find that and I find that with a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. They just do that because they're trying to get a reaction. That's they know that that's a trigger. So now you haven't triggered me, and now I've made you look like the idiot because you haven't triggered me. You can't come up with a good explanation because you don't yep. know me from the 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 piss outside. 
And if you knew me, you'd be like, they don't know you from Adam and Eve and they're exactly. calling names. And it's the whole, most horrible thing in the world. So at that point, it's just like, you know what I mean? So that's why I bring, I'll, I'll piss you off shortly. Because if you're going to have that certain mindset, I want to bring that boxing ring where we can spar. Because <laughs> I, I, I am that, like I told you earlier, if we can talk all day, I have the time and energy. And I used to tell that to my soldiers all the time. The few little soldiers that they let me have for a little bit, right? I, I have nothing better else to do. Right. I have nothing better else to do. I love my family. I've done all the crazy things. Any, pretty much, if you if you can think of any crazy thing outside of, think of a crazy thing outside of this, ask mm-hmm. me in post-production. And I promise you, I've, I've probably done some of the sorts. So to me, I tell people all the time, you can't do anything to somebody that has lived their life and doesn't care. Yep. So, so at that point, and that's not a bad thing, but I've lived my life. I'm now living my life for my family. Right. I'm living my life for them so they so they can experience their life with me, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 beyond that. So you can't do anything to me that's not going to harm me. So that's why I'm always honest. You can't just like Eminem said, you can't do anything to me if I put it out there. That's true. W- what are you going to do to me? I I you you know what I'm saying? So like everybody hates me because not everybody hates me, but all my friends are like he's a troll. I was the first troll. Before trolling was possible, I was trolling. And I didn't even know it. I promise, and I don't mean to, but that's just because I had to grow up. I had a big head. Look at my head. I got a big square <laughs> head with two circles on the side. I had to defend this my whole life. So if I've had to defend this my whole life, you think that you calling me outside of my name or you being a bigot yep. is gonna hurt me? No. And no, so you I, have too strong of a will. And I can yeah. tell that just by talking to you, you've had the life experience and you've seen too much to really, uh, I'm assuming you've seen too much to, to really care what anybody else says. Exactly. I've seen too much done, been there. Literally. I have the teacher for everything because not to say everything, but for a lot of them. And that's why I, the, I'll piss you off shortly is there. And I, and I let it be known a lot, a lot of episodes, this podcasting stuff, is not for y'all. This is for me. Yep. Because I can't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people won't, I don't have somebody that I can just directly one-on-one go to, right? right. I can't, it, it's a busy world. Everybody has things going on. Mm-hmm. So what better off than to just air my stuff off on my platform on what I want to do? That's why I love, like I said, there was five to six people that were trying to reach out to me before, but it wasn't me. I couldn't produce what I, you know what I'm saying? I can't say and express myself the way I wanted to. So when I met, met up with Joe, it was a no brainer. Like, yeah, you get to express yourself. You get to own your, your own ownership. Joe you get has to that do you, you yep. and let's ride with it. Yep. You Joe know? has that effect on people. Cool. So, uh, uh, as you were talking, you did bring up your military experience. Now, um, how long were you, uh, what branch were you? How long did you serve? So I was in the army. I tell everybody I did a hard eight and a soft two to make it a whole total of 10. When I well, say thank the soft you for your service. Two, Oh, thank you. I say a soft two that was in the reserves. And I promise you, I didn't step into my uniform in the reserves. I did everything that I did to, to avoid drill. Um, so yeah, like I, it, um, but my hard eight was a super hard eight. Um, I tell everybody off rip. I was in the, so I was in the military. Um, you, uh, active duty army as a combat engineer, 12 Bravo MOS. Um, I went to the military, honestly, not to be patriotic, 
not to like serve my country and be proud. Honestly, I was that guy in high school that was like, every time I saw a recruiter, I was like, ah, this idiot. <laughs> you, <man. laughs> yep. Hell you mean? Like, I'm not going there. He's I've dumb. been there before. Yeah. And then my dumb behind doing the things that I was doing, life experiences and being um the age that I was in. And my dad was being like, hey, you got to get your stuff together. You're not going to be moving the way you're moving in my household. So you got to figure it out. Yep. Um, at that point, I, I love traveling. I was traveling. I used to travel a lot when I was growing up. Um, from there, I, one of my buddies, I was cutting hair at the time too. Right. So as I was cutting hair, one of my buddies was like, yeah, I think you can do that in like the Navy or something like that. So I was like, Oh shit. I don't know if I want to do the Navy, but let me check the air force. Right. So long story short, I go into the I go into the recruiter, recruiter's office and they're like, um, yeah, it's going to be like a nine to 10 month wait for the Navy or Air Force. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely not going Marines and Army. You can go F yourself. Yep. So I um, so I'm walking out, packing a pack of Newports, sitting there and my recruiter's walking in at the time. I know he's going to be my recruiter, but he's like, hey, where are you going? Man, I'm getting out of here before one of y'all scoop me up. What do you mean? You haven't talked to the army? Damn, he got me. So he was like, "No, nah, I smoke one with you." And I was like, "Oh shit!" So oh really? Gonna, yeah. Wow. So, okay. so he said, "You know." So he said he pulls out his reds. I'm sitting there with my Newports, and he's like, "Yeah." So what are you doing? I'm like, "Man, so we shooting the shit." Long story short, he gets me to sign up. He was like, "Hey, you want to blow shit up? Blow stuff up." <laughs> That's how you get people in. They get so. <laughs> Sure. You know, what, what's more exciting than, than blowing things up and traveling and and i had already funny. did the hard part i took the test with with the with the air force so i just brought my look here is my score so he was looking he was like i remember he was sitting there scrolling and it was that little the back when the spins this is what 2007 so like the spinny wheel or whatever it was hard it didn't have like that soft sound it has now it was hard and he was just sitting there scrolling through like all the mos's and he was like because uh, at the time I had I had a situation I had to go see the judge about right. nothing crazy, but an ex girl well an ex girlfriend ex boyfriend type deal not me and her but I had to rough up her ex boyfriend but anyways oh so ooh. yeah so anyways I was young and dumb young and dumb young and dumb. so anyways so yeah. he was sitting there scrolling he was like stop you want to blow stuff up and here I am I'm like y'all are gonna qualify me to blow shit up so there I was right um so. That that's what got me into military service. I loved it until my dad passed away. Once my dad passed away in 2012, um, and I realized how much the military didn't care for you and how much I had put in, you know what I'm saying? And just the time, like that was six years, like giving y'all six hard years and y'all are just kind of screwing me. You know what I'm saying? At the time, I was stationed in Georgia, and it just went downhill from there. My leadership didn't care. Um, I, did, I I tried to do everything in my power to get out the best way, like without a dishonorable discharge, right? I tried to fail PT tests. I gained all the weight. I And that was the thing. I was still gaining weight, but I can still be stuff. So literally, my first arm was like, and he was a black dude. Remind you, he was a black dude. He was like, nope. He was like, nope suck it up your family be all right you'll be all right like i don't give a damn like you he wasn't even your, he wasn't even your real dad i was like really like that's wow. what and this is a black dude so to me yeah. 
to me as a black man to black man at that time or from a black man to who I'm supposed to be like looking up to as a mentor and shit like that. Like you just said that and you were just like, well, if he's not your real dad, like you'll get over it. Like I was like, yo, it's great. And really my stepdad, he was my real dad. That's who I knew. Yep, you know what that, I'm saying? So that's your dad. Yeah, but, yep. So, so that, that whole kind of experience. So I was done. And then luckily, like, I want to say that was what, 2012. I was out 16. So yeah, like, I want to say like 14. So I had to endure like two years with him as that asshole first aunt. And then yeah. like, luckily I got a, a white first aunt and he can like my, my two, but, and that's why I tell a lot of people, like, I'm not racist. I'm, I might say like, if anything, I'm more racist against black people than like white people. But, and that's just because I, I hold, I hold black people at a higher, higher standard because I know we have to do better to actually like meet the playing field, at least to be at the same caliber. Um, but hopefully that changes. But anyway, so like, you know, I got that leadership and somebody that was like, I believe in you. Well, and, we're starting to, I'm, I'm so sorry to cut you off. We're running oh, no, out of no. time, but I want to oh, just geez. let you know. Oh, no, I'm no, sorry. No, Hey, no, no, no. I, I purposely said absolutely nothing. I could have, I, I, there were times I could have come, come in, jumped in. I didn't want to. And the reason I didn't do it was because you're telling your story. And you're telling us who you are. You're telling us what you've been through. You're telling us your experiences. And you were able to tell us about your show. That is everything we wanted. That's everything I wanted. And I got to meet a really amazing person. So, Rob, on behalf of everybody on the show and everybody watching, thank you so much for being a guest. I would love to have you back. You are an incredible human being. Um, This is Rob Benjamin from uh, I'll Piss You Off Shortly. And uh, we'll end it off here. Mr. Benjamin, thank you so much for being we'll here. We'll talk. We'll have you on our pitch roll shortly, man. I, I would love it. You. Thank you. All right, have everybody. Have a good night. Good night. <laughs>